This is the Side Hustle Show with Nick Loper, episode 26. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to another edition of the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 26, which is officially halfway to the one year mark for a weekly show. So let me take a minute just to uh, say thank you to everyone uh, who's been tuning in and anyone who's listened to any of the first 25 episodes. It's just really exciting that you would choose to, to spend part of your day with me. And that's kind of what keeps me working hard each week to deliver as much valuable and helpful content for you as I can. Now, the focus of this week's show is affiliate marketing. And even though I could probably ramble on um, on this topic for days, I'm thrilled to have Josh and Jill Stanton from ScrewThe9to5.com joining me to help out. And a big thank you to Adam Finnan for, uh, for turning me onto their website, another one that immediately spoke to me as soon as I saw it. But before we get into that, I do have one quick shout for ScottyB82 for the new five-star iTunes review. Give it up. Scotty says informative and easy on the ears. Nick's unassuming interview style generates awesome information from each of his guests. If you have a side hustle, this is a must listen. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, This show runs a little longer than most, so we're going to get right into it. And we do our best to cover a ton of the tactical stuff that goes into building a successful affiliate site. And if you're if you're not somewhere where you can take notes, be sure to stop by sidehustlenation.com slash episode 26. Uh, for all the links and details. And with that, let's get uh, Josh and Jill on the line and jump right in. Josh and Jill, welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. This is going to be a really cool talk. because. Uh, so how long have you guys been in affiliate marketing? Uh, well, Josh has been in it for nearly seven years now, but um, I'm the relative rookie around these parts and I've just been at it for about 18 months. Okay. Well, between the three of us, uh, we still have got over 15 years of experience. So that's really, really cool. (laughs) So for Josh and Jill, uh, for people just tuning in, these guys are a pair of super affiliates. I don't know if people still even say super affiliate. They're living the digital nomad dream, traveling the world, running their business from their laptops and chronicling it all for the rest of us at screwthe9to5.com. Love the domain. So where are you guys coming to us from this morning? We are in Chiang Mai, Thailand right now. Beautiful. So a, little, a little city in the mountains of northern Thailand. It's actually the second largest city in Thailand, but, but you wouldn't small. know it because it's so small. Yeah. It's a it's like the digital uh, nomad capital of the world. I'm really excited that Side Hustle Nation is is going global with this call, and, uh, yeah. and my my wife and I actually are going to be in Chiang Mai probably a couple weeks after this episode goes live. So definitely look forward so to excited. it. And we'll have we'll have to meet up in person for sure. Of course, we'll have to have some drinks at the cocktail van. Awesome. A cocktail van. That sounds that sounds really cool. It's just a van on the street and they serve drinks, but it's amazing. Perfect. Perfect. So, Josh, when you when you started doing your affiliate stuff, was it a was it full time right out of the gate or did you start as a side hustle? Um, yeah, I sort of got my start uh, as an intern for a couple of guys who like an S, had like an SEO company and um, they sort of taught me a lot there. And I worked for about about 18 months with them and they, they taught me heaps and then from that point on I sort of jumped out and then slowly started to get involved with affiliate marketing after that. Um, so for me, yeah, it, it wasn't like at first when I got started, I wasn't actually making a lot of money. Like I was still living at home a little for a while and um, it wasn't until sort of a few years in that I started to like really pick up steam and, and start doing well. So. That's really cool. I can't believe um, we made it to to episode 26 of uh, the Side Hustle Show without talking about affiliate marketing. So that's been my uh, my original my original side hustle and and what's been my main hustle for uh, for the past uh, several years. So definitely excited to get into this. So we've outlined the the five actionable steps to affiliate marketing success. And these guys I know have prepared a ton of notes, and we actually want to walk through uh, one of the sites that I have kind of started and then kind of have neglected and use that as a little bit of a case study. So that site, if you want to see what it looks like in its current form, is called livechatsoftwarehq.com, which is a review site for 
some of the various live chat um, you know, website plugins and software solutions that are out there. So the first bullet point I have is kind of niche selection for building an affiliate site. And I want to, um, actually, I want to take that back because I think if you're starting out with the mentality of building an affiliate site, you might be setting yourself up for, uh, for failure right away. And uh, Jeremy Palmer um, had, had a, an article about this in uh, the Affiliate Summit magazine uh, a couple, maybe a year ago. And he's like, stop building affiliate sites. And we want to, his point was, you know, build a site that's useful to people, that's helpful to people. And it's okay to use affiliate relationships as maybe one part of your monetization strategy. What do you guys think about that? Well, we actually don't really build thin affiliate sites too much. Like we have a few, but we don't really touch them anymore. Um, our main focus for the last, I guess, over a year now has been building branded authority sites. So yes, they're affiliate sites, but they have like 200 posts plus on each of them. So they have their own established brand. They have a newsletter list. They have a social following and they have, you know, weekly readers who come back every week and read our content. Um, so we sort of, I know for a lot of people, it's more of a long-term plan, but that was sort of the goal we wanted to go towards because obviously we all know Google's sort of moving in that direction. They are really preferring, you know, high quality branded content that not only makes you money, but serves the needs of your readers. So we figured, well, oh, crap, we might as well get started on that before we get slapped and there's no return. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting because if you take a look at one of these sites, you wouldn't know that it's an affiliate site, right? You would just sort of think it's like a blog or a resource that people can go to and get information on. Like the way we've kind of structured it is we're not actually promoting, um, let's say we do a product reviews, we do them uh, twice a month. We're not promoting every single product that we review. We actually only promote the best product in like uh, in its category. So, for example, one of our sites is a skincare site. So we won't promote every single anti-aging cream that we review. We'll only promote the best. So we'll review um, one cream that might not be as good as the best one, and we'll say, you know, give our um, honest opinion on that product, and then say, you know, if you want something better, maybe try checking out this review on this product. Um, so it's sort of it's like hidden affiliate marketing almost. And it just goes to like build the trust with our readers that we're not always there trying to sell them something. You know, yeah. it's not just push, 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 push. It's like that will never have. So the products that we review that get a lower review rating, they don't have affiliate links on them. All they have is internal links going to our next review. So it's kind of a funnel we've set up. Right. Not everything, not everything could be amazing. You know, if you read some, yeah. some of the older sites, it's like, oh, you're just trying to pitch every, uh, you know, every little product. And I think you, yeah. you hit on a really important point that, um, you know, with all the Google updates, you, you know, these, there may not be a, uh, much of a lifespan left for some of these super thin sites that are, you know, the sole purpose in life is to, is to make money and to, um, you know, shuffle people along to, to make a product sale. Yeah. It's so true. I think, yeah, well, just that's not what people want anymore. Like people are becoming more web savvy. And when they go to these crappy sites that look like SHIT, <laughs> um, why would you want to A, trust that person and B, buy from them? Like I would be so wary of that. I'd much rather go to something that's a bit more authoritative looking and has other stuff going on apart from three posts. You know. Yeah, and and I suppose like another good point to touch on is there's not a lot there's not a lot of room for growth with those small sites too. Whereas if you have like a big brand authority site like um, like one of our sites has like 250 posts or something on it, later on we can kind of turn that into its own e-commerce e site. Maybe we can launch our own skincare products out of it. There's just so much more you can do with it. Definitely. Um, so you guys mentioned skincare. Is that something you're particularly passionate about? I know we wanted to touch on kind of niche selection. How do you choose if you're if, if you're somebody just starting out? How do you pick kind of what um, you know what area of of subject matter to build a site around? Well, to be honest, like when we first started, we didn't have the kind of 
focus or opinions we do now. So we chose skincare because I was going to write the content and I'm a girl and it's much easier for me to write on that versus something like insurance. Yeah. I wasn't going to write that skincare. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so we went with that, but over the months and over the last 18 months, I guess, I've really started digging it. Now, with that being said, we've now outsourced the content to our writer, and she is all about natural skincare and DIY methods. So the content she writes, she's actually stoked about. So it's you know much better than what we were ever writing. Like We put all our effort into it, but we didn't have the kind of passion she did. So it's really, you know, helped to transform our site even more into something that people will be like, oh, that's a great tip. Or, you know, we don't always just do product reviews. We do four free DIY posts to every, like, two product reviews. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Like, our opinions like, slowly shifting towards uh, a different uh, form of niche selection. So... We wrote, a, we wrote a free book on our site called The Art of Authority. Um, you can just go there and download it. You don't need to sign up to our list or anything like that. Um, and in it, we talk about uh, niche selection right at the start. And we talk about taking something either A, you're passionate about, B, um, you've been doing for a long time, so it's like your job or whatever, or uh, C, you're really good at doing, and turning that into an authority site. Um, so... A good example would be something like, let's say um, you're a construction, you've been in construction for like the last 20 years or something like that. Uh, what you do is maybe start a site, because you know so much about that area, you can start a site um, maybe talking about um, all the sort of different uh, programs there are that you need to pass in order to be certified for, for different areas of construction. And that was actually one of the topics I talked about in a video I, I just did recently. Um, that's kind of an example of what you can do. So just like, take something that you already know and then turn that into a site. And the thing is, with something like that, there are programs you can actually promote as an affiliate and make a lot of money through. Um, so you, most of the time you'd be surprised at actually um, how many different niches there are that actually have affiliate programs that you can actually make money on. Mm -hmm. So that was, it was, um, to recap, something you're passionate about, something you know a lot about, and what was the third? Um, something you do already for a living. Okay, okay. So perfect example would be, we know a guy here who was a, an accountant back in San Diego, and he just was so sick of the nine-to-five grind, which is more like eight to seven there. And um, so he transferred all his accountancy skills into teaching people how to pass the CPA exam. And now he makes like 15K a month just through this one affiliate site. Wow, that's pretty nice. So, it's very possible to take a nine to five job and flip it into, you know, uh, an affiliate site or a passive income source. And it was really funny because I was talking to him yesterday and uh, he talks to his colleagues from back in San Diego every, every now and then. And they just sort of think he's, he's started this site for free. He's not making any money. He's just kind of blogging and giving people free tips and stuff. Oh, they, <laughs> they, don't, they don't know the back end of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't realize he's actually making 15000 a month. Wow. Very cool. So this is kind of a topic of debate. And my take on it is kind of uh, passion is is something that's definitely overplayed in internet marketing. You got to pick something you're passionate about. It's like, I think you got to pick something that you care enough about to to want to work on it on a day-to-day -day basis, but you don't necessarily need to be passionate about it. And where this kind of came into play when I was talking with, um, with Spencer Haas from Niche Pursuits, his first site was on like buffalo nickels or something just ridiculous and he's like you know i don't care about the subject matter he flat out will tell you that but mm -hmm. i am passionate about the process right yeah and i think like if you just keep that in mind i remember last summer i was having a really hard time like i was sort of hitting a wall with what the heck should i write about like i don't know that much about skincare but it was really just like like a mental block I had to get over. I had to realize that it wasn't, okay, so I have to write about anti-aging, boo. But I really <laughs> enjoy the lifestyle it gives me. And I really enjoy growing a business and the challenges that come with that. And writing the content is just one little sliver of that. You know what I mean? So like you said, you have to fall in love with the whole thing, not just your niche. Yeah, I guess there's kind of two ways of going about it, really. There's, there's that way there where you sort of you fall in love with the, 
you fall in love with the process of, of online marketing and whatever. But there's also, I mean, it's very rare, I guess, that you will find something you're, you're passionate about into your um, online business. But if there is anything, then it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Or if there's, if you know, the job that you've been working on for the last 20 years, you can actually transfer that as Bryce did with his accounting blog um, into a successful online business. Then it makes it a lot easier. Um, so well, if Bryce had have started in, say, like the weight loss industry or something like that, he would have been, you know, fighting so hard to try and get his site up and running and making good money. But because he already knew so much about accounting, it was easy for him. It was so easy. And everyone, all his readers responded to his information because he knew what he was talking about. Yeah. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A. ANDS.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. So I'll talk about my niche selection process for this yeah. uh, live chat site, which there was no there was no research involved. I had um, you know a little bit of experience with with live chat, and kind of like selecting the software and, and installing it on different sites. But really, what attracted me to the niche, and this is terrible, was some of these affiliate programs have recurring payouts, and that's like literally what attracted me to it. And I think that was kind of the wrong mentality. I think I can still build it into a, a valuable resource, but you know, when, when the money was dictating the decision and, and not seeing the immediate traction and results, that was, that was kind of discouraging for me. So yeah. kind of that, that's a good transition into kind of our second point, which is this uh, kind of keyword research phase or just kind of competitive analysis, trying to figure out, Hey, is there, is there money in this niche? Yeah, did, and did you run any keyword research from the start? I looked up something like live chat reviews, live chat software, just like in keyword research tool, like in AdWords, right? Like nothing in um, in Market Samurai or nothing in um, in Longtail Pro or anything like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess I could explain the process that we would use if I was starting a new site. Just uh, um, so. If I was starting a new site now, like I, I use Longtail Pro, um, and I'll just grab like maybe five to keywords. So, um, for example, in, in that niche is live chat software, so that would be a C keyword, and I would plug that into Longtail Pro, and it's just going to go ahead and grab a bunch of keywords related to those C keywords. And the really cool thing about Longtail Pro is you can then check competitor analysis on it. So, um, there's two forms of competitor analysis. There's the 
Google title competition. So it determines how many uh, pages use the keyword in the title um, of that page. So obviously, the more pages that use the keyword in the title, the more competitive it is. So um, the rule that I, the rule of thumb I stick to is less than a thousand um, when when using Longtail Pro. And then the second thing is their that their uh, KC or the keyword competition, which checks it based off uh, off a few factors, so off um, title competition as well as uh, backlinks as well, backlinks and page rank and stuff like that. So um, uh, what I generally do is I will run a, a search for a bunch of C keywords and then I will cull down and only look at all the ones that have less than a thousand. Google title competition um, results. And then I'll go through and check the keyword competition for each of those and maybe take like the best 10 keywords and write pieces of content around those. Okay. So for example, if you plugged in like live chat software as the keyword to into this research tool and, and we would try and we could crossing our fingers or hoping it comes out with a um, fewer than a thousand other sites using that in the title tag of their pages, right? Yeah, exactly. Plus, it's also going to pick up a whole bunch of related keywords like best live chat software, live chat software reviews, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, okay. And you can analyze all those individual keywords and, um, and basically write pieces of content on, on each of those keywords or each of the ones that are actually worth uh, trying to, to target. Because, it, I mean, a lot of people just look at um, search volume, right? So if they see that there's a lot of search volume for a keyword, they think, oh, great, like I'm going to try and rank for this keyword because it's got a lot of search volume. Little do they know that maybe that keyword is almost impossible to rank for because there's just it's so well established. Um, so I, I think personally competition is more important than search volume. Even if you can rank for a keyword term that has, say, 100 searches a month, at least you're ranking, at least you're drawing traffic. If you're not ranking, you're not getting any traffic. Right. I mean, yeah, you could try and rank for some crazy, uh, crazy competitive terms. But yeah, if you're on page 100, nobody's ever going to find you. Exactly. <laughs> so next up, so that's kind of the kind of the, the seed um, point to generating traffic. Like, so, you, so you're essentially banking on getting traffic free um, from Google, like organic search results, right? Yeah, so I mean, that's sort of my background is in SEO. That's what I've been doing for a long time. Um, the, it, everything's changing like super quickly in SEO, but the one thing that sort of remained the same is that Google is still a link-based algorithm, right? So you can obviously, you can check um, how competitive every keyword is based off uh, the top, based off the uh, number of links or the quality of links of, the, of your top 10 competitors. So if you know that you can build more links than your top 10 competitors, then you're most likely going to rank on page one. Okay. And Longtail Pro, they, they'll tell you the, the bank, bank link, backlink profile of the competitive sites? Yeah, it uses um, Open Site Explorer. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's very accurate. It's okay, simple. so Open Site Explorer is a Moz tool, right? Yeah. Is it, um, so both of these are, are paid or Longtail Pro is paid. Is there any like free resource that maybe isn't as good, but can maybe do the quick and dirty work for people who don't want to spend the money right out of the gate? Quick and dirty. <laughs> we actually have a category on our skincare site called quick and dirty. <laughs> uh, I mean, prior to using Longtail Pro, I, I wasn't using any um, keyword software, which is a huge mistake on my part, but um, I was just using uh, just Google's keyword tool and then just going to like um, Open Site Explorer or whatever and just one by one checking the top 10 competitors. It takes, it obviously takes a lot longer. So that's why I use Longtail Pro. But it's the same process, really. Okay. That's, that's the quick and dirty. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it's it's slow and painful, but, but at least it's free. <laughs> the long and dirty. <laughs> Very cool. So for an affiliate site that is, uh, okay, so you've built up this, so you've got your, your niche idea, you're, you've done the keyword research, you've started to create some content articles. So now you mentioned the next step is going to be to build links to that site or to those, um, to those article pages. Well, I'm just going to butt in real quick for your keyword research. I think that it's also important to talk about your posts. And like, I think everyone knows or at least has a working knowledge of SEO if they're in affiliate marketing. And so everyone knows that you have to incorporate your keyword in your 
your post title and your URL and all that sort of stuff. But I think for your live chat software um, site, one thing you could do is, you know, if you're using Josh's long tail keywords and stuff, um, is to make your headlines a bit more engaging. Like I think that would be, that could help you out. That could really help set apart your site from, you know, another live chat software affiliate blog that maybe is just doing, you know, click desk as a headline, like something similar to what you have now. But you could always use something like click desk colon. Is the free option even worth the download? That way it's a bit more eye catching. It asks a question. It gets people curious, you know, and it just sort of like, oh, well, is it? Let me find out. Okay. And okay. And read your post. Whereas click desk, that's not, I'm like, oh. Right. Okay. It's not very compelling. Okay. Yeah. So I think that that's also something people really need to think about with affiliate sites now is you can't just rely on what worked three years ago because the web is so different now, especially with this like new introduction of Hummingbird and everything being more, more conversational and long tail based anyways. I think it would, you know, do your site huge justice to focus more on engaging, captivating and magnetic headlines versus you know, two words. All right, real quick for people who aren't following SEO, tell us about uh, Hummingbird. Oh, right, sorry. Um, so we don't know that much about it yet because it was just announced, but from what we're gathering, it sounds like Google's moving towards, you know, how before they used to be like, for example, like San Diego restaurants. And that would be the keyword you try to target. Now it might be, what is the best restaurant in San Diego? And that would be, what people are searching. So while some of them might be already searching them, a lot of SEOs would be, you know, trying to game it and just doing San Diego restaurants. Whereas now the focus is more on using using conversational keywords, Hmm. because that's really what Google's moving towards is this personalized kind of web. Okay. So more, yeah, more conversational, more semantic search. Okay. So if you can work that into your posts and your headlines and your content, you know, you're laughing. Gotcha. That makes sense. Also, another thing you could do is to switch up the kind of posts you write. So yes, we all know that with affiliate sites, the main money maker is reviews, but you, you don't always just have to write reviews. You could write list posts. So maybe the top 10 best live chat softwares and highlight the pros and cons of each. Or you could do a comparison post, which is like a click desk versus, I can't remember the other ones. I don't have the site open right now, but, um, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think those comparison <laughs> posts are, are really popular because I know when I'm like doing my research, I'll always be like, okay, um, you know, iPhone five versus, you know, whatever the Samsung one is, you know, like you yeah. kind of compare uh, or, I was looking at a new computer. It was like XPS uh, 13 versus MacBook Air or something, you know. And for the person, yeah. for that one person who happened to write that post, you know, he was he was right on top. Exactly, exactly. And people like sort of the comparison post because maybe they're searching this one, but they didn't know this other option existed, you know. Okay. Or even like you could write a reasons why post. So something like why you need a live chat live chat software that isn't Skype okay, you know, and sort of start explaining it a bit more and then highlight the products you want to push. Also subheadings. That's another great way to get your keywords in there and to really break up long chunks of text. So it's not just, you know, this one huge body of long ass paragraphs and completely unscannable. You have to remember that a lot of people who are coming to affiliate sites or review sites in general are looking for certain tidbits of information. So it really helps their process if you can break up your content with subheadings. So, you know, for example, um, live chat or click, click desk, sorry. So what the heck is click desk? Then I would write like what I love about click desk, what I loathe about click desk, what other people are saying about click place to order click desk. And like my overall thoughts on it, I would really break it down so that people could be like, oh, I don't need that. Oh, there's exactly what I'm looking for. Instead of reading, you know, a 500 word blog post that they're like, 
damn it, I don't know where the information yeah, is. Yeah, get to the point already. Okay. Well, is there any, so this is maybe a little old school, is there any rule of thumb you guys use for uh, like word count in your posts? I mean, we try and stick over 400, 500, but I really think that I don't even know if that matters that much anymore. I really think that it's, if you can deliver your content in an engaging way that people actually, that makes people actually give a shit, that's really what you want to move towards. Like if you can say something in 300 words versus 400 words, but 300 words is so much more compelling, say it in 300 words. You know, people don't have time anymore. By the way, are we allowed to swear on your show? Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. That's fine. (laughs) I don't think I have the, uh, you know, whatever parental advisory thing on. So you're fine. Because I'm a trucker. I have a trucker map. (laughs) As long as you can make compelling and make people want to read and like really set your reviews apart that way, then I think you're laughing. I think that's also the reason why this list post works so well too. Um, Every time I read a list post, it's so easy to read because I'll just go through one by one and I'll literally just read the headlines and that's all I'll take a look at. Yeah, you can skim the whole thing down in 30 seconds and stuff instead of, you know, trying to sort through these just big blocks of text. Yeah. Yeah. And and also the important thing is that you get to the bottom of the post, right? Because we could talk about things like calls to action and stuff. Like So at the bottom of the post, once they get to the end of, say, a a review on ClickDesk, there might, there's going to be your call to, act, call to action, right? So it's going to be your affiliate link right at the bottom. So your aim is to get people reading your entire piece of content or at least getting to the bottom to see your link. Gotcha. No, that's, that's definitely an area of opportunity because I don't think there is anything like that down at the bottom. Web surfers are kind of like, they kind of have like ADD. <laughs> you know, everyone's like, ooh, bright, shiny new thing. Ooh, link. Ooh, sidebar banner. So if you can keep them moving towards your call to action at the bottom of your post, there's a huge chance that they'll click that, especially if they've invested all that time reading your content or at least scanning it. Um, You know, that's definitely something you want to work towards. Let's talk about some SEO. I'm excited. Let's do it. (laughs) What do do you got for me? I I do some backlink analysis on your site and you haven't obviously you haven't had a lot of time to build backlinks, I assume, right? Well, I guess I should say I've had plenty of time. I just haven't had the interest or or I don't know. That's the, that's the thing with the sites. Like I just don't, you know, it's just not it's just not doing it for me. Like I'm just not excited to work on it, and and so it's very neglected. You're right. So there's not a ton of backlinks. Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of like the point, like. If you start making money, then you get excited, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's chicken, chicken and the egg, right? It's like you got to invest the time so it starts, you know, getting some traffic and, and all this stuff. But it's like, ah, I just, I can't. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> so um, when, whenever I start a new site, I sort of think about um, how I would go about getting backlinks. So um, let's say for a skincare site or let's say we have a weight loss site as well. Weight loss site, like the best way of building backlinks for us is through guest posting because there's so many other well-established weight loss sites that will take guest posts from us. Um, so it's like the, for us, it's the best way of building backlinks is through guest posting. Um, but I'll talk about that later. So in this situation, in this kind of site, there's probably not a lot of sites you can guest post for and link back to um, a, a site about live chat software. Um, I mean, you could potentially go to some tech blogs and, and write some content about um you know, why everyone should use live chat software for their site or whatever. And you could, you could probably build some backlinks that way. Okay. But for this type of site, I'd probably go more gray hat approach as opposed to white hat, which is like guest posting events. Right. So gray hat in this situation, and uh, I just started doing a lot of this, is uh, we started building our own blog network for the purpose of linking. Um, so I, I learned this system from a guy named, I'm not sure, do you know Alex Becker from Sourcewave? Have you heard of him before? Yeah, the name is familiar. I don't, I don't know if I've ever been yeah. on the site, but the name is familiar. He's, um, he's a pretty good SEO. Like he talks a lot about um, Grey Hat stuff. So Grey Hat is kind of like, it's not Black Hat, so it's not web spam or anything like that, but it's, it's basically you are building a network of sites that you own, so domains that you own on your own server and you are using those for the purpose of linking to your money sites. Um, and usually those types of sites on your blog network 
have high page rank or they're well established so they've got high authority and um, so whenever you build a link from one of those sites back to your own it's going to obviously help that uh, help your money side boost up higher on search rankings um, so one of the techniques that that he teaches is to go on like prpowershot.com or um, sorry say that again like, uh, prpowershot it's just like it's a software actually, um, and it just it basically scours through GoDaddy options and helps you find um, expired domains up for auction, and you can purchase those from. You can get like a PR three for like a hundred bucks, or like anywhere from fifty to a hundred dollars. PR four from like a hundred to two hundred dollars. PR five from like two hundred to three hundred. So that's his technique. And um, when I first got started, I didn't want to spend that much money, so I decided to go down another road, and that was. Um, finding expired domains. So domains that have expired but still have a whole bunch of backlinks going into them. It's, it's a tricky process and I don't really have time now to explain it but the purpose of, of that was just to build up a blog network. So a network of sites that I use to link to my money sites. And it's, okay. it's, sort of, it's, it's such a, a fast way of, of ranking and you can control it. That's the best thing about it. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Okay, so the gist of it, instead of building up your own network of blogs, you can go out and buy these expired sites that somebody else has already put all the effort into. And for whatever reason, they, you know, forgot to pay their renewal fee or just got sick of it. But they still hold their page rank from before. Exactly. Yeah. It's just actually, it's very, it's, it's kind of like mining for gold. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like that analogy. The process I use, so I use two forms, uh, two pieces of software. I use Scrapebox. Uh, I don't want to go into detail because it, it will take, I could literally have a whole discussion about it. Yeah. This. That could be a whole nother episode, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but sometimes like uh, occasionally I find, you know, big nuggets of gold. So like PR5s, PR6s. Um, and just straight away, all I need is for some sites that I'm setting up, all I need is maybe two PR6 links and I can get a page ranking. I can get a, a page ranking on page one on Google within a week or two. Okay, well, are you looking for domains kind of in a similar or complementary niche or does it even matter? It doesn't matter because all that really matters is um, when you're writing your content, you're actually recreating a site, right? So. You recreate a site, you install WordPress, and let's say you're linking back to a post on your review on ClickDesk. Um, what I would do is I would just write, and let's say my um, expired domain is called abc.com, um, totally unrelated, but I would write a piece of content about ClickDesk or about live chat software. So the piece of content where your link appears is relevant, and that, that's all you need to do. That's enough. Um, it's enough for basically for Google to deem that that link exists on a relevant page. That's all they care about. Okay. Yeah. And, and that could be like a one page site. It could, it could be a one page site. So generally what I do is I just have one site with no more than 10 posts on it and all the links will appear on the homepage because that's, that's essentially, that's where most of the value is on these expired domains. Okay, so you set it up as a, as a blog, and you know all ten of those articles or whatever show up on the homepage, and they all link out to uh, stuff you want to pump some link juice to. Exactly, exactly. So it's it's sort of it's not it's not blackout like I'm not spam I'm not like sending millions of links or whatever, but I'm utilizing a you know like a a breach in Google's algorithm. If you okay, will. okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's important also that in each of the posts that you're writing for your blog network sites that you only link two or three times to the site and you have to bury the anchor text and all that sort of jazz, like just how you would link regularly. But so essentially each high PR site only pumps out 30 links and then you're done with it and you move on to the next one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so what was the tool you said for finding these expired domains? Um, so the expired domains, I use Scrapebox and I combine that with a free tool called Zenu, which is Z-E-N-U. It's actually a technique that I took from, uh, I watched an interview with uh, Spencer and okay. guy from nohatseo.com and he started using that. I believe he, he has mostly AdSense sites and since he started using that, te- that technique, he's like, now generating 25, 30K a month from AdSense. Wow. Okay. So yeah, a little bit of investment up front. Are those, those are paid uh, services, I assume? Uh, so Scrapebox is like 60 bucks and it's just a one-off. Xenu is free. Um, so the, and also the good thing about when you're find, finding these expired domains is you don't, you're not buying them through auction, right? So you're not having to pay 100 bucks, 200 bucks, 300 bucks. They're literally expired. So you can get a name sheet and register them instantly. Oh, okay. Yeah. For, for whatever the GoDaddy fee is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yes. It's a really, really cheap way of building up a blog network, but still like, I mean, I've noticed a a major difference as far as our search records go. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I never, I guess I've heard kind of that people were using expired domains, but no one ever explained it to me in that way. So that's really cool. Thanks. No I'm sure there'll be many more conversation in Chiang Mai. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, so, okay, so we talked a little bit. Do you have any, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Do you have another piece on SEO? Um, maybe one thing we could talk about with a, a site like that. Um, well, we, 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 so we want to talk about guest blogging a bit later, but um, when you have a small site that doesn't have too many posts, there's this technique called siloing. Have you heard of siloing before? No. So siloing is basically, let's say, let's say you have three posts on your site um, and you're trying to rank each of those posts for their own keyword. Post, what you could do is you could drive links to your, just to your homepage and then your homepage will link to post two or page two and then page two will link to page three and then page three will link back to your homepage. So what you're doing is you're actually, when you're driving juice or link juice into your homepage, it's getting, it's siloing through. So it's, it's kind of cycling. So the link juice will come in or link from page one to page two, then page two to page three, and then back to page one, and then it'll flow on through again. So it's like creating this like silo effect. Um, instead of it just finishing on page three and nothing happening with that page rank, it's going back to the homepage and then siloing through again. So it's creating extra juice. Okay. So it's something that I, I'm not sure how many posts you have on your site, but if you have, it's usually works for sites that have less than 10 posts. Yeah, I think there's probably 25 or 30 at this point. 25, um, in that case, what you could do is maybe break up each post in, or each, uh, into different categories. Maybe you have uh, five different categories with five posts in it. So okay. you would try uh, link juice into the category pages and then you could silo it through just the pages in that category. So okay. Like five so creating five different little like mini silo circles in inside the site. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it will actually, it will have a major difference on your site. Who knows? Okay. Well, it's like just a different way to think about kind of hierarchy and, and visitor flow and, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's all the kind of stuff that Matt Cart's going to tell you. <laughs> Definitely. So, so you're, I think you're, I think you're with me. Like, I don't, I don't know that, you know, there's a ton of, uh, you know, live chat blogs out there where I could like blog, you know, do a guest, guest post on, you know, live chat. But if there was something about, uh, you know, five, you know, five ways to make your website more compelling and maybe live chat is one of those ways or something. So, I mean, there's, there's always a way to kind of make a, uh, make a guest post, uh, compelling, but it's just, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just don't have the energy to, uh, to work on it right now. <laughs> Fair enough. And, you know, I would think there are like, you're never strapped for sites to write for Cause if I were you, I'd be writing for tech blogs, business blogs, you know, B2B blogs, anything like that. And the process is so easy. 
to find them once you know how to find them. So um, if I were you, I'd pitch stuff with tech blog, like, like the resurgence of live chat software or why your business or why your website needs live chat, or I'd put pitch to business blogs, you know, why your business could benefit from live chat or anything to that effect. Like you can even go slightly outside your niche and, and write a post that is not exactly about live chat, but you mention it somewhere within and if it's a one-off mention, you know? Right. But then when you're linking in your author bio, you're linking to your live chat software. So it's still relevant. It's not completely off topic, but, totally. but you don't have to stick to live chat guest posts. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of worth mentioning that and why we kind of built a lot of success in the last 18 months through posting, guest posting. We, we, I remember we were doing mostly sort of great black hat stuff initially and we weren't getting the kind of results. Like uh, I remember we were posting on one um, popular blog network building links that way and all of a sudden that whole blog network got de-indexed by Google. Google obviously discovered them, de-indexed them. We got smashed, right? So we said, okay, let's let's start doing some white hat stuff here. Let's start doing some guest posting because we know we can do it. We know we can write. We it just it just depend on how much time we want to put into it. So within the space of four months, we went from like eleven hundred bucks, like one yeah, like one site was making like eleven hundred bucks to making like over five thousand dollars within four months just from guest posting. That was the only form of promotion we were doing. And so that, in turn, kind of increased your, your exposure, increased your rank um, site-wide. And so you're able to capture just, it was just a volume game, or like more traffic, I mean? Yeah, well, we did that, like, obviously, it was our only method of SEO. It was the only thing we did for linking. But we also realized it started having a huge effect on growing our email list, on our social following. And it just started, like, more people would hear, oh, okay, I could go to this site for skincare advice or DIYs or whatever I'm looking for. It just helped get our name out there, especially if you can hit the bigger sites, yeah. you know, who have a huge audience. So one example is if anyone has like a, a travel site or a healthy living site, yoga site, weight loss, lifestyle, personal development, anything in that sort of realm, you could write for a site like Mind Body Green, which is a PR6, has millions of, of readers, has a whole crap load of Facebook followers and they're active and they click links and they go check out your stuff. I remember one time the first post I ever wrote for them, we got like a hundred new likes that day and we we're like, what? Like, well, this is awesome. So how do you go about like pitching these big, like these big name sites? Some of them have, um, guidelines that you have to follow. Um, but other ones you can just you know, get in touch with them and say, you know, are you still accepting guest posts? If so, would you be interested in something like this? Um, we have a free training series coming up all about guest blogging where we teach the, where we teach everyone our exact process we went through to grow from, you know, two sales a month to 5,000 and it details all of these little elements like how to pitch. And, you know, I always say my rule of thumb is to always pitch more than one topic because, Sure, you might think your topic is awesome, but if you're only picking or pitching one and it doesn't really apply to their readers or the kind of voice and tone they go for, the style they like, they're going to deny that even if it was a great post, you know? So if you give them choice, they might be like, oh, well, number one isn't really good, but I really like topic number three, you know? So it's, you're giving yourself more of a chance to get approved. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, this this free training is called Badass Guest Blogging. Where can people learn more about that? Badassguestblogging.com. Nice. I love that you actually <laughs> registered that domain. <laughs> of course. I mean, we had to stick on sort of like the out there URLs as we have screw the nine to five. And <laughs> uh, we, we have no choice. <laughs> it's the brand, you know, you got to keep keep going with the uh, with the personal branding. Exactly. It's we, kind we of have, in your face branding. We have, we have a lot of fun with it though. Like we have a... So we have screw sessions. So uh, it's our consulting, which is we have a, a thirty-minute quickie, <laughs> or we have a two-hour-long screw, which is a two-hour coaching session, or just we have like an SEO auditing thing, and it's called Screw SEO. It's just there's so many things to play with there. Yeah, have fun, have some fun with it. That's awesome. 
Yeah. So, but yeah, for, for now, people can go to badassguestblogging.com and sign up to get on the list for the free training, which launches um, November 1st. Very cool. So that's like, it'll be tomorrow, I think, by the time this, yeah, exactly. uh, this uh, time show goes then. live. So, uh, guys, thanks so much. The last topic I had on my uh, bullet list here was uh, regarding building an email list. And I don't know if there's anything specific you guys wanted to touch on. I use a, a software called Aweber, which is it's actually kind of expensive for, for what it is. I've found a new service called ReachMail, which I don't know if they're any good at all. Like I ran into them at Affiliate Summit, but apparently it's free up to 8,000 subscribers. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. So can they be integrated with things like lead pages or can they be integrated into like your Facebook page or anything like that? That I'm not sure. I haven't done it because I'm like I prepaid with with Aweber through I think December. Okay. But when when that comes due, I think I will have to give these guys a closer look because because uh, I don't yeah. have that many people on my list yet. Well, we use Aweber and we love it. Um, it is expensive, but if you're making money off your list, it's completely justified. For you, do you have an opt-in bribe that you use to get people on your list? Yes. Okay. Cool. So does it work? <laughs> For the live chat software, it's yeah. um, not a lot of takers. It, well, no. it, the traffic is so low, it's hard to judge, but, but not a lot of takers. Sure. I, I think when, when you talk about email marketing, you've got to think about, okay, so is this going to be my strategy? Like, is this what I'm going to be doing? Because if, say, for example, if you, if you just want to drive direct traffic, you just want people coming to your site and clicking your affiliate links and going out and purchasing, then that's a different form of, like, I don't think you should use, focus too much on email marketing. However... If you kind of want to get people on, say, like a four-week course or something like that, if it works really well with your niche, then what you could do is just your your main goal is to just build leads. So you need to put your uh, your opt-in form at the bottom of each post because that's probably going to be the number one area where you're going to build leads. Also at the top right-hand corner, um, and what you can do is if you are if that is your main goal, is just build leads and then promote product to them through that list. Um, then obviously that's what you need to do. You need to sort of get rid of all the other distractions on your site and just focus on getting them opted in. And for for an affiliate site, this is the way it was explained to me, is like you may expect to convert, you know, 2% of your visitors or something. And so an email is the way to at least have a chance to continue talking to the other 98% of people. Yeah, as long as you're comfortable with continuously supplying content. Like, I personally think consistency with email marketing is the absolute number one rule. Like if you stop emailing, okay, so if you were to email them for four weeks straight, once every week or, you know, however you choose to do it, and then you just disappear for three weeks and then you email them again, they're like, oh shit, I forgot this guy existed. But when you're continuously emailing them on on a regular basic basis and on the same day, on, at the same time, they get to know that and they get to expect it. Yeah. So your email or so your opens should hopefully, you know, increase and get more consistent. So it's not so fluctuating. I'm, I'm have this one online marketer that I absolutely love. Her name's Marie Forleo. And I know that every Tuesday at 9am, she's going to send an email with her latest video. And I, I don't even read the subject line. I'm like, boom, click, click. <laughs> watch like I don't it's just so ingrained in me now I've been doing it straight for three years because I know that every Tuesday she's sending that out you know what I mean so it's really building up that relationship with your recipients and your your audience that you really want to focus on so if you discover that email isn't really the greatest fit for live chat software but it's freaking awesome for side hustle nation, then I would really start focusing on building your list. I know that you are building your list, but um, I would focus on like other things I could do to get people on that list. So maybe you switch up your opt-in. Maybe you um, get more creative with your calls to action or where you put your signups. You know, all these little things that would integrate, integrate lead pages or, you know, just little things that you can do that will really help build that subscriber list. And then, like I said, just have to be consistent in sending them high valuable 
great content. Yeah, so like an interesting thing with, with live chat software HQ, I mean, you would probably want to sort of create like an autoresponder, right? Because it's not like a site you want to sort of conti- uh, consistently upkeep. So if you had an autoresponder series, maybe it would be a, a four-week or six-week autoresponder series. When you're writing those series, one of the things that we like to stick to is to create it in kind of like a story format. So um, maybe go through... Um, like, you know, when you first heard about live chat software and, or like maybe from the start you were getting, you know, your, your site was getting a lot of traffic, but you were getting no traction, you know, you, you didn't know what to do. And then you came up, then you all of a sudden you came across this site that had this chat box in the corner. Like, <laughs> I know you, you're doing really good with this. I know this is such a dry niche. <laughs> 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 like, but no, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. And these are, you know, for everybody who doesn't know, autoresponder, uh, pre-written series of messages that kind of go out on a, on a schedule that you can set. And it's like kind of automated, set it and forget it. Um, yeah. But Jill, I could totally relate to what you're saying. Like, hey, whatever you do with email, you got to be consistent. I actually got banned from MailChimp. Well, not really banned, but like they shut down my account for you know too many people marked it as spam because it had been like you know months since i had emailed i was just like really bad with it i couldn't be bothered and you know then you blast out and everyone's like hey what is this i don't remember signing up for this and so they mark it as spam and then if you go over like a certain percentage like your complaints or something like they say hey you know you uh you are going to shut down your account exactly that and it's seriously, I would think it's one of my golden rules, like consistency with this sort of stuff, online marketing, you have to be consistent. It's just, that's the way it is. If you don't want to be consistent, don't set up an email list, you yeah. know, because no, no offense. You, no, yeah, no offense to you, but I'm just saying <laughs> well, no, that's, that, yeah, that was a big mistake from, on my part for sure. Yeah. It's just, it's something that has to be done. You want to go down that route and get involved with it. That's, how you're going to have to run it. Otherwise, you know, you'll have one of those situations, which isn't ideal. <laughs> Very cool, guys. Thanks so much. I'm really looking forward to my visit to Chiang Mai and getting out, uh, sure. hang with you guys in person. We're going to wrap up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation and then kind of give a shout out for where people can, uh, can hook up with you guys online. I mean, I think the biggest tip we have in just going through the motions ourselves and anyone who wants to set up a side hustle or make it a full-time hustle is it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be a roller coaster. It's going to be frustrating and maddening and yet rewarding and exciting. And I think if you can get comfortable with the uncomfortable, you have a leg up on everyone else because so many people bow out before they really reach that level of success that they so desperately want because it's so challenging. But it's because it's so challenging that it's so goddamn rewarding. It's it's also it's almost impossible to go back to a nine to five to one once you're like deeply immersed into this way of life, it's almost impossible to do anything else. Yeah. So I think it's about sort of getting to that point as well where you where you're like, okay, I have no choice but to make this succeed because I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. I love it. There's there's no going back. Yeah, exactly. Like we're completely unemployable now. I can't even imagine like just how bad of employees we'd be now. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea. I'm like, what do you mean you want me to do something for you? No. That's that's really awesome. So everybody, you guys have to check out screwthe9to5.com. Um, Josh mentioned the Art of Authority, free ebook, no email sign up necessary. I think that's where this conversation might have started because I wrote them back and was like, hey, you guys could probably sell this. This is pretty legit. So definitely uh-huh. check that out and uh, be sure to check out badassguestblogging.com on November 1st. Thank you so much, Nick. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And there you have it. I just realized we talked for nearly an hour, supposedly on the topic of affiliate marketing, but barely brought up anything about monetization, finding companies to partner with, or or actually making the referrals. And in looking back, I actually think that's 100% appropriate because affiliate marketing today is about building a brand, building the kind of site that Josh and Joe were talking about, building a useful resource. Now, everything we did talk about was about building the site itself, setting it up for success, making it findable in search engines, making it sticky and readable and helpful. And the money always follows the value, always. When when we went through, so we went through uh, niche selection, 
keyword research, competitive analysis, content creation tips, white and gray hat SEO tactics, and even touched on some email marketing ideas. I know there's a lot of stuff to cover, so definitely um, check out the links at sidehustlenation.com slash episode 26. And uh, also, if you have any questions about anything we touched on, either for me or for Josh or Jill, uh, leave a comment. Uh, over there on the site and I'll make sure one of us responds and that's it thanks for sticking it out till the end I know it's a long episode until next time go out there and make something happen and I'll see you next week in episode 27 thanks for listening to the side hustle show at www.sidehustlenation.com 